Wellness in the front, Party in the back, podcast. podcast. Just doing a little shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lauren. And welcome to the most amazing podcast, aside from the other two I'm on, yes. on the internet. You always throw those <laughs> other two in there. You always throw them. <laughs> well, I always feel like I can't just say that this one, it's like tied for first. Yeah. With, yeah. They're all equal. They're all equal. They're all cool. yes. They're all different. That's for damn yes. sure. So Lauren? Yeah. Show notes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm Lauren. <laughs> and and today. Oh, I thought, did you already say your name? Yeah. Oh shoot. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> drinking my coffee. So <laughs> and I know you, you'll leave this all in. Okay. Yeah. Today we will be discussing the mid-year review and the importance of taking stock and inventory as to where we are currently in business. And yep. you know, you and I like to encompass more than just business, Michelle, because we're more than just our business. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we could also go into the discussion as well today about where we are in our lives as well as in our business. So absolutely. That's basically the focus of today. Um, I will just say to our listener at home, I would recommend that if you have a pen and paper handy, you get one. Um, I'll be suggesting some things later on in the show for you to consider doing. And um, you might want to write those notes down. It's going to be yes. very, very practical. Yes. Yes. And because right. it is January, Lauren, we um, are recording in January. So there's a lot of time for goal setting um, and to get on top of your business. So it's a really good time to do it. Um, a lot of people are doing those news resolutions and things like that. So we figured uh, let's have a look at our business, you know, halfway through. Lauren and I started our businesses around the same time, although Lauren and I did have them running sort of, you know, on the side, um, but full time, you know, around the same time. Uh, so yeah. Lauren, what's been happening with you? What have you been up to? Yeah, well, um, it's been a big, you know, couple of um, weeks, I think. One thing that I've been doing lately, actually, Michelle, is creating a bit of space to just sort of relax and to think. And I know that sounds, you know, kind of obvious that we just think, but there's a real big difference between actually taking the time to do calculated thinking and being open to the messages, your heart whispers. I think that's something I got from the alchemist. I really love that, you know, to to listening to the wisdom that you have inside as opposed to kind of going through every day, you know, um, going through the motions and not really taking the time to reflect. So it's actually sort of perfectly in line with today's show, but I've been doing a lot of thinking about, you know, what I want and um, where I'm going and what's working in my business. And um, am I doing the best job you know, for the people that I'm working for and stuff like that. And when I say working for, I mean, particularly in the spirit team. So I uh, made a big decision actually, which is to totally pivot the spirit team uh, entirely what I'm doing in there. So essentially uh, I can tell you, cause you know, it's, 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 I think it's important that, yeah. And the listener at home, it's like, it's important for us to be honest. I think about where we are with our business because it just goes to show that, you know, nothing needs to stay the way that it is. It's important mm-hmm. to be able to pivot and to understand that, you know, sometimes when you try something, it, it might not be the best outcome or not work the best way. And you don't always know until you try it. Mm. So yeah, what I decided is that I was thinking a lot about the spirit team and I was thinking a lot about what I do in there. So it's essentially a Facebook group where it's just chock full of content. I update it every day. I do live trainings. I work with, I have guest instructors come in and teach. 
And one thing that I have been feeling is that with so much content in the world available and with so much um, that people are doing, one of the things that I do promote is the task reduction system, right? Which is all about time management. And so I kind of started thinking that maybe all the things that I'm doing in the spirit team could potentially overwhelm somebody if they're not sure on the direction or the path that they want to go. Mm. And so what I thought more about is that, you know, what do my members need, right? And what do I what am I good at? And what is it that I want to do? And I love the coaching and I love the accountability and I love that kind of interaction with my members. So what I've decided to do is actually just get rid of the Facebook group entirely mm-hmm. and simply um, do the group coaching. So instead of one group coaching session a month, it's going to now be two. Mm-hmm. People have an opportunity if they want to do one-on-one coaching with me, which I wasn't sure I wanted to do, but I actually feel good with that now. And then when I do the group coaching, what I've decided to do is follow up every group coaching with a newsletter, like a summary of what we went over, record the whole thing. So if people missed it, they can watch the replay of the sessions. Mm-hmm. I can do a little bit of training in that session on like a theme or whatever might be happening in the industry, you know, whatever the case may be. And then I can provide them with resources. So if you were on that call and you needed help with marketing, for example, I can then provide you with, well, here's a link to that. And here's a source for this. And here's a great handout and do it that way. So that you're getting targeted support as opposed to trying to find it for yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to pursue that because I think it's just going to be a better outcome for everybody. And I, um, you know, I'm still giving that accountability, which I find is the theme that a lot of people want. Mm. Because I think sometimes people have big dreams, but when they don't have somebody cheering them on or saying, Hey, how is that going? (laughs) They sometimes don't prioritize it. Right. So that's a really big shift for me. That's a massive shift for my business. And I'm really excited about it. And I think if I hadn't taken some time to just process and think and listen, and then be okay with what I'm hearing, Mm -hmm. uh, that I might have, um, you know, not come to that conclusion where I, you know, at this time, which is exciting. I also uh, chose a focus word for 2021. I don't know if you're into that, or if you're going to do that yourself, Michelle, but I decided to go with the word perseverance. And uh, I like that word. Uh, I feel that um, anything I can do, as long as I persevere, I I will make it work. It will happen. And it doesn't mean you don't pivot while you're persevering. (laughs) It doesn't mean you don't listen and make sure that you're going with the flow while you're persevering. But I just, you know, so many people give up right before they're successful. And um, I just want to keep reminding myself that, you know, I'm doing a service. I have, you know, skills and and, um, a vision to bring and I'm just going to keep on persevering and yeah yeah so that's basically what I've been going on um what's been going on with me but what about you because I know you've been busy yeah it's huge huge. (laughs) yeah 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 I guess I'm just experimenting a little bit uh during the Christmas holidays which I guess come to an end soon for our schoolies uh school you know people heading back to school and things like that but I've been experimenting a little bit just over the break just to see how busy it is. I've done this during the middle of the year and and all of that, you know, June, July and all of those sorts of holiday breaks. And it's been a little kind of out of whack, I think, for a lot of people because of COVID. So I don't know that it's an accurate gauge because there was a lot of homeschooling happening and all this sort of stuff. So 
Uh, I just wanted to see what it was like over the Christmas break. And I've been flat out, I've been chocolates. Um, people have been, you know, trying to get in to see me. I even had to see people like on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, like the whole thing all the way through. And I was really like, I didn't even block my calendar out because I just assumed no one would want to see me on New Year's Eve. But I was working till 5.30 on New Year's Eve. So yeah, it's been completely unexpected for me. And it's good uh, to see, but I, I think probably, you know, over the Christmas break, I think there will be certain days that I can take off, you know, that people don't have to come or don't have to see me. Like, but like I, Christmas Eve. Yeah, but I, I don't think I'd be doing the two weeks or anything like that because it's just too good an opportunity for me. Um, yeah. Depending on what happens during the year, and I will talk about this because we are doing our mid-year review, depending on what happens during the year, I'm heading or putting my attention in different areas from what I have this year, because this year was all about sort of setting everything up, the framework, all that sort of stuff. So um, it's just been a good uh, opportunity for me to see when, you know, people do and don't need to see me. And I really haven't had much downtime during the break. So um, coming into the new year, I guess it's important for me to at least have like a, a day without any reading. So I, I have blocked out a weekend so that I can at least have a weekend to myself before I get back into doing the teaching and the other things that I've got planned for 2021. So, yeah, um, yeah. And I was just thinking about the word, the focus word, as you were saying that. And for me, my focus word, well, it's kind of two, but it's motivate and inspire, which I guess sort of work well together. But yeah. I do like to inspire and I find that in, you know, my experience from this first eight months of running my business is that I've, you know, I put things up and I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm just doing this paranormal investigation over here at the moment or I've got this <laughs> new spray or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, you know, ordering the spray, we want to have that. And I even mentioned that I'd been to Big W and got some really good um, angel cards and like I'm on the Sunshine Coast. And then I went back to get some more and they're all gone. And then everyone in my group had been like, yeah, yeah, we went to Big W and got the cards too. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so they, they, they've all sold out. And I'm like, oh, and so there's a few, th and the crystal singing bowls, I was talking about getting my crystal singing bowl. I got a solar plexus one. And then the shop that I went to, they were like, I don't know what happened, but they've all, they've all gone. And it was actually a funny story. Um, I got a crystal singing bowl and I really wanted this yellow one. It was for solar plexus. It was beautiful. It was like a yellow, canary yellow. And I went back and they said, oh no, a lady came and brought the whole set. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, I've been here and I've been looking at it and I was thinking about it. And then it was so funny. I was doing mentorship before we wrapped up Lauren and, um, I, one of the ladies in my mentorship group, I was saying, oh, you know, some lady came in and bought my bowl and Vanessa goes, that was me. I went, it was at Marie, there was at the Kiwana store and I went, yeah. And she goes, I bought the set. And I'm like, oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this lady bought my bowl. Rah, rah, rah. And Vanessa's like, that was me. And I was like, uh oh, um, cause I've been talking about it. It was like, yeah, they've got these yellow bowls and da, da, da. And she just went straight there and bought it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> God that's it. so funny yeah so um I feel like I'm a bit of a and I didn't realize this but I feel like I've got a bit of an influence and people yeah. listen and this year or 2020 and 2021 it's been really big because I looked at my numbers and, and my one of my goals was because uh one of the other pages that I follow who I do a little bit with and I won't mention their name because it's not a competition but they had a certain number of followers and I was like oh, I'd really like to have about that and I've actually surpassed their followers now. 
but it's just me on my, my own. Whereas that's a collaborative sort of page. So I'm pretty proud of that. And I remember the moment happened when I was like, oh, I've got 999 followers. And I was like, I just need my, you know, next one to get a thousand. And then it just, it literally went from like 999 almost to 1200 overnight. Like it was just this huge leap and now it's over 1300. So it was like, everyone just got so excited. Oh, we need to get to the a thousand. And then I ended up at 1200. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So I find all of that just really incredible. And a lot of this for me is um, spirit. And I have to give a lot of um, gratitude and appreciation for that. And this has been a lot about trust. You know, that is uh, hell scary when you're coming into doing this sort of thing. But what it's come down to is, is me trusting every single day and every week that I will be provided for. And, and I have been, and the inspiration for me has come. So inspiration is my word because I want to do that for others because I've had that for myself. So I'm now giving back, I'm paying it forward. Like uh, anyway, Lauren, that has been my, uh, my last summary. Yeah. Week or so. I do want to ask you, mm-hmm. um, are you familiar with the concept of affiliates? Like working together so, with someone or yeah, basically, basically, yes. Yeah. So let's pretend that you um, like a certain thing. Okay, let me use a newsletter that I use, Flowdesk. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. <laughs> so I have an affiliate link. So an affiliate link basically means that if people sign up for Flowdesk using my link. Mm-hmm. they get a discount and I get a discount as well. Mm-hmm. So very often influencers have affiliate links for products. So for example, if you really liked a certain product, like big, let's just use big W angel cards, for example, I'm not saying big W would offer an affiliate program, but there are a lot of businesses that offer an affiliate program. Meaning if you promote what they're selling, that you get a kickback. So you get a kickback in terms of financial gain or in terms of product or, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's for Flowdesk for me, for example, if uh, somebody signs up for Flowdesk through me, I get a free month on their system okay just by promoting it yeah so that just could be something that you kind of think about in the future or that you put out there so for example you know um as this podcast grows and gains momentum you and i would be open to the concept of being affiliates that would mean that if people pay us we could do a live read for them in the middle of our show Mm. or if they gave us product that we both were happy with we could promote them in that way Mm. We kind of, it's like a trade, but, um, if you're getting, you know, some good responses for the stuff that you're doing, I just want you to think about potential affiliate programs in mm. the future. Oh, that's a good so, tip. I've made a note. Have a think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Great. So getting into right. the Lauren, what, what are we uh, doing today? Okay. So we're going to be talking about a mid-year review. So basically we are recording this in January, so it can be confusing because it's like, but it's a whole new year. (laughs) Yes, that's true. It is, but it's actually mid-financial year. And you know, when you run a business, you do need to be aware about when the mid-financial year is around. So December, January kind of thing. 
So, you know, when it gets to the end of the year, like when it gets to the end of the financial year, June 30th, it's really too late for you to affect any real change in your business at that time. Mm. So I believe that it's really important and really critical that we actually take time out to assess where we are in business in the, like, where we're still in the position of power. You know what I mean? I think I might've talked on this show, or maybe I just talked to you about it, but one of the podcasts that I do listen to, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And one of the, um, the main speaker, Robert Kiyosaki, he actually plans his financials out. I think he's like two years in advance. Mm. And so he doesn't get a lot of surprises. He knows where to spend his money for the best tax returns and things like that. Mm. So I really love the idea of doing a mid-year review because I think that if you can kind of assess where you are in your business, you still have an opportunity to affect change. And that's really important. So basically, if you are on board with this concept, you know, the purpose of the mid-year review is to evaluate performance. It's to um, see whether or not you need to reallocate your resources to achieve better goals, or like I was talking about off the top with the spirit team, whether or not I'm doing the best by my members, or if I need to kind of pivot. It's to make sure that you know um, you're taking stronger actions that lead you towards maybe financial gain or inspiring, like inspired action, whatever it is, like your intentions are that you are kind of in the driver's seat of being able to enact that in. Net, that change Net. right now. Yes. Um, also, it's an opportunity for you to check in with your team. So if you are a team leader, if you have employees, things like that, it's a really good time for you to kind of do a review on their performance, do a re review on where they are with the business. Are they happy? Do they have ideas? You know, kind of like check in with your team. Um, and really just kind of reflect on where you've been and where you want to go. So in a few minutes, I'm actually going to suggest some prompts that, um, you, if you want Michelle or our listener at home can like write down and then think about for their business. Um, so I do have those prompts sort of coming up, but I just wanted to be clear on kind of the motivation for why we're doing this. Do you like, it's your first year in business. Had you thought about doing a mid-year review before? Do you kind of do one? When we kind of chat every week, do you do an inventory? I mean, it sounds to me like you were keeping track of when you're busy and mm. not like trying to see your patterns. Do you write yeah. that stuff down or I, do you still based on memory? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I've got everything written down in terms of booking so I can see, you know, who was booking when and, and how busy it was and stuff like that. So I'll uh, pop all my info into zero, which is um, sorting out the accounting side of things. So I've got to still got to do that. Um, but this is all new to me. So I'm, I'm all ears today because I'm yeah. learning and it was just sort of a, I guess a, a thing that I did intuitively where I was like, well, it'd be interesting to see how busy I am during the year. And if June, July is like a particularly low period, then maybe I take my holidays, you know, during that period, middle of the year. It seems like, as I said earlier in the show, Christmas has been pretty busy. So I don't know that I would take a lot of time off over Christmas, but if I do super well during the year, you know, and everything else sort of comes off the way I'm intending it to, then, you know, I can, it's not that vital, you know, so it's all a bit of experimentation for me, Lauren. So I'm um, going to be doing a lot of, a lot of learning, but I do intend to have a chat in a sec, probably later on in the show about some of the things I do have planned and that is less work and the money sort of coming in at the same time. So along the lines of my mentorship and, and things and sort of adding to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, one thing that came to mind when you were talking just there is, I don't know if you've thought about that, but you know, Excel or like Google Sheets is actually a really good way where you could actually have all the days of the year and then you could just have how many bookings you had, put it beside, and then where that traffic source came from. Like, yeah, that's they a good idea. I use Excel for um, all of my uh, workshops and mentorship and yeah. Reiki so teaching. Maybe I, so yeah, yeah maybe, maybe doing Excel. Yeah. Starting like new, starting track. new it's new, but um, yeah, I think if you just did that every day at the end of your day, yep. you just, because you want to be aware of where to put your efforts as well. Mm. So if a lot of your work is from referrals, you might want to think about some kind of referral incentive. Mm, yeah. I've got that like, on my list. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of, it's kind of awesome. And also it'd be pretty cool to look at your, your snapshot for, um, for the year and go, okay, well, I can look at a snapshot and I can see that in December I had a hundred clients, whereas mm. in May I had 40. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. And kind yeah. of, yeah. So I think it'll be really exciting when you do mm. that. Okay. That's a good so idea. basically I would like our listener at home to grab a paper and a pen. And obviously if you're driving or you're exercising or whatever, and you don't have that handy, that's fine. Just listen. But I would recommend that you come back to um, this section and that you do take some notes because I've got quite a few prompts that I'm going to, um, to kind of recommend here. So basically, I like to um, think about the achievements. So mid-year review, I would write down maybe like four achievements over the last month. So you write down, what are my four biggest achievements? One, two, three, four. And just write some concepts or write some of your main takeaways from that, you know, your four achievements, like how did they come about? You know, what, what did they entail? Um, you know, that sort of thing. So I like to kind of start there because I think that, you know, it's really easy to look at all the things that we really want to improve and work on, but it's important to recognize that we are doing a lot of things really, really well. And, uh, you know, we need to acknowledge that, especially as business owners, when we go through every single day and sometimes it feels as though we're not getting anywhere, <laughs> um, we do need to reflect on how far we've come. Okay. So after you've kind of done your four achievements and maybe what strategy or actions worked well around that, then I would like you to think about what are some of the lessons that you've learned in the past six months? you know, maybe three or four of the top lessons that you've learned. Um, I've worked in a lot of different industries, but one industry that I worked in um, actually had a lot of events and promotions. And I found that we were often moving on to the next thing that we didn't always take time to reflect on what's just gone on. And you can actually avoid a lot of heartache and a lot of pain if you actually take the time to reflect on some of the biggest lessons and what you learned from them. So, you know, whatever that looks like for you is fine. Just write down those concepts or those lessons and then what you learn from them. So another thing that you could do is maybe write down your three to four biggest disappointments in the past six months and why. And I just think that it's important to reflect on some of the things that really didn't go well, not necessarily the lesson within them. Although I do like to summarize the disappointment with a lesson and like how you can kind of learn from that, what strategy you can do moving forward. But, you know, if we notice that like my biggest disappointment was that I didn't grow my social media following, it's like, okay, well, that's important to acknowledge that. But did you have the right plan 
you know, in place to grow it? Did you um, actually put the effort in to make sure that you were doing all the things right to, to grow it and to nurture your audience? So, you know, think about your disappointments as well. And then if you can really think about like what strategy or actions you might do differently moving forward. Um, so that's a really important one. Okay. I also think that a metric review is actually important. So I think that if, um, you know, we do live in an era, in an era where social media reviews and things like that are really important. So I think it's important that you kind of reflect on where you are. So, you know, think about what social platform you're on. I know Michelle, you're on Facebook and Instagram primarily, but I know you put more effort on your Facebook. Um, so maybe Facebook would be a major focus for you. So I'd like you to think about going, okay, I'm going to choose my social media platform. I'm going to write down the date I do my review and I'm going to figure out how many followers or likes I have. And then I'm going to figure out how many, you know, rough engagements I get maybe per month or per week, however you want to divide that. And then maybe the number of posts that I'm putting out there and then kind of see, because if growing your social media platform is important for you, then you want to make sure that you're doing more than what you've been doing or that you want to really evaluate what's been working and what's not been working. When you look at your insights on Instagram and on Facebook, um, which are the two that I'm more, um, you know, kind of aware of, although I have YouTube and everything, you do want to see what engagements or what posts worked the best as well and maybe why. And so kind of have a look at that because I think sometimes what we notice is that, oh, wow, that worked really, really well, but I haven't really done a post like that since. And maybe it would be wor worth repackaging that same post or putting it out again or um, just doing something that's kind of similar. So I really like and I just wanted to yeah. interject there. That's what Gary B was talking about when he did the cartoon. Remember I was using that as an example on LinkedIn. He did the um, yeah. comic strip and um, he got the most amount of responses ever. So he said, I'll continue to do that because that's really working for me. Yeah, that's right. But if he hadn't mm. taken the time to think about what's working, oh. then he might not have known. Realize that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have a, like a, a worksheet that I offer in the spirit team. And so basically for the social summary, I have which platform, the date and number of followers or likes, the average amount of posts per month, the average amount of engagements per month, and then the number of leads from social, and then the overall thoughts, lessons, goal setting in relation to that social platform. So when I talk about the number of leads from social, when I was talking about Michelle, um, you know, maybe writing down where she gets her leads from, that's where she could maybe put that. If she had, you know, five people um, come to her from Facebook, she would then put number of leads from social, five. Okay. So another thing that we do need to do mid-year is an expenses summary. <laughs> and also, like, we need to check our outcomings and our incomings, right? And we need to see where we are financially. So what I basically do is I've got an Excel document. I don't have zero because I don't do a lot of invoicing. The invoicing that I do do is like automatically set up through my program, through my um, membership. And then it's like automatically, um, it's a subscription service. So it's automatically taken out. So I don't really need to invoice people. It's just kind of set up like that. Then when I do invoice people, um, I don't use zero. So I just don't need it yet. 
doesn't mean that I won't ever go to it. And I know zero is a really good program and Michelle, you do use it. Mm. But what I do do is I keep track of my incomings and my outgoings every single month. And so I know some people who check this every single day. If you can do that, I think it would be good. Um, but definitely every week you need to see where your numbers are and what's working for you. Um, so keep track of all of that. So what I do is I keep my monthly tallies and then on my Excel document at the very at another sheet as well, I have like a running total over the years. So at a glance, I know exactly where I'm at uh, for the year. So, you know, this is really important that you do do this, that you do know your numbers, because I don't want anybody to get to the end of January and recognize that, you know, maybe they've been running running in the red when they could have been running in the green if they just changed a couple of things. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, get on top of your numbers, figure out where, what your incomings are and your outgoings and where you're sitting with that. If numbers isn't something that's, nor that's natural for you to do, uh, it might be worth looking into learning some of the basics so that you can develop that skill. And you can get an accountant as well. You don't need to just go to an accountant at the end of the year. The other thing too is that, you know, it might be important for you to check out what subscription services and things like that, that you are subscribed to. So for me as an online business owner, service provider, I have a lot of subscriptions, like a lot. And I'm looking at the moment at making my task reduction system. Like I've got a free webinar training. So I'm at the, at the crux at the moment of kind of trying to figure out where I'm going to house that and, um, what I need, like what my tech stack's going to be. So I really would recommend that, you know, people do check out where are their subscription services? Is, is there something that they're using all the time that they can buy annually that's going to save them, you know, 60 to $100 a year as opposed to paying it off every month? Um, even though it's a bigger outlay, is that going to be a better decision for you financially? So again, these are all things that when we do the mid-year, we're empowered. We're empowered and we are in power to, to change the way that our business is going. But if we just continue to ignore it and let it go, that shit doesn't go away. <laughs> and you just don't want to wait to the end of Jan uh, June where you're like, oh, wow, I've been paying for a subscription service that I'm not using or I've been paying monthly for something that I use all the time that I could pay annually and save money. So those are kind of some of the main takeaways that I really want people to think about. Um, and then I do also want you to think about whether or not there are four main goals or intentions that you'd like to set for the next six months. Now, obviously with New Year's um, just passed, you know, we're still in January. A lot of people might be looking at the year. Um, I don't have an issue with that. If you want to do that, you obviously are your own person, make that choice. But I think that, you know, if you have maybe four main goals or intentions for the next six months, it'll be easier for you to enact a plan to achieve those. Or if it's going to be for the next year, that's fine. Just don't have too many goals. Because I think if we have like 10 goals, Michelle, what we end up doing is maybe doing none of them. Whereas if we had four or maybe six kind of max, we might actually stand a chance of achieving all of them. And I know that if people are wanting to grow their intuition and their spiritual gifts that, you know, you offer mentorship that can help people reach those milestones. And for me, if people want to grow their business. You know, that's something yeah. that I help with is help you find the road to take to achieve your goals. So. Yeah, those are basically oh, some concepts I, I wanted down. to throw out there. I hope I didn't overwhelm anybody. <laughs> it's meant to be a fun thing to do. 
Yeah, it's meant to be a fun thing that you do, but it's really important. And if Absolutely. you are uh, wanting yeah. to have a viable business, yep. you have to do this stuff. That's I made a few notes that there. That was, um, yeah. yeah, just really yeah. meaty, so. um, all of that, Lauren. And I think what I'm sort of taking from that is I want to write down a few of those things myself and work through the process, um, which will be really good. But also, I guess my intention for 2021 is, it sounds funny the way I'm going to say it, but it's sort of work less, earn more, but it's not that I'm working less necessarily. It just means that there will be some things ticking over in the background, like your program. So when you have, you know, something that you've done up, it's recorded, you just have to send it out. And it's the same thing as my mentors doing. She's yeah. put her things. She was doing life like I do, live mentorship, you know, all of that. Now she's recorded her teachings and they're all there. People pay. She just sends it all to them and they can just work through it at their own pace. So I'm looking at things like that for uh, 2021 because it is difficult trying to run level one, level two yeah. groups and then also individuals and, and all that sort of stuff. So there's only uh, one of me at the moment. So it's um, something that I do have to have a think about. But I guess in terms of how I'm prioritizing my time and my energy, I do want to get into running retreats and I sort of put it out there. And then I had a friend, one of my clients actually said, you know, we're looking to do retreats. And I was like, well, that's great. So I always wait for that answer. So I put it out there and then I wait for, you know, something to come back to me, workshops, um, teaching, you know, teaching Reiki. I've got my first class set up in early Feb. So doing uh, my first lot of level one people in February and then I'll iron out some creases. So that is the introductory price. And then I'll put it up from, from that point on. The expos are coming back online in 2021, so that'll be really good because that's like a weekend where you can earn some really good cash and it means I'm not sitting here at home sort of, you know, doing the one-on-one -on -one bookings, which, you know, is fine, but you've got everyone in that one place and they will just come to you. So that's really handy as well. Can I interrupt you? Mm -hmm. Can I interrupt you for a second just before I forget? So you know how you're talking about your courses? Okay. Okay. So um, I use MemberPress for mine. So I'm not, I use MemberPress at the moment because it's kind of what I started with, to be honest. And um, yeah, I'm dealing with a technical issue at the moment, but they're helping me through it. And the support is excellent. Mm -hmm. Like when I email somebody, I get a response within the day, right? So mm -hmm. I really like that about it. I build, basically build my course in MemberPress and then I've got modules that people go through. Now, one thing I will say for you though, Michelle, is I would actually recommend that you look into the platform. It's called Kajabi. So that's K-A-J-A-B-I, uh, Kajabi. One of the reasons why I'm recommending that is because you don't have a website and you can house everything on Kajabi. You can, it's like works as though it's your website, okay. but you have your course on there. You have all your different modules on there. It manages all your payments. I'm pretty sure it even manages all your emails and things like that. So wow. Kajabi is probably where you want to be looking when you're setting up that program. Okay. Now this is where in the back of my mind, I'm going, damn, I wish I had an affiliate with Kajabi, but I don't. <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about in relation to affiliates, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah. So check out Kajabi. That's, um, and our listener at home, if you want to do a similar thing, I know that Kajabi is um, really highly thought of. It's not the only option. I would always recommend that you do do your research, 
But um, for some people that are big in the industry of course creation and um, programs and things like that, I know quite a few of them that do use Kajabi and stand by it. And um, yeah, so it's coming from people who use it all the time and that have recommended it to me, which doesn't mean I won't go into it. It's just, I already have something and I already have my own website at the moment. So yeah, yeah. just wanted to say that. Sorry to break your flow. No, that's really great. Um, I do have a website. I've got a WordPress website, but I um, have got to the point where I just can't uh, get it exactly the way that I want it. So I don't, um, don't tend to use it, but um, yeah, I was sort of talking to someone about trying to get it up to where I need to get it. But um, yeah, it's expensive um, getting website advice. So that might be a good alternative for me than um, trying to, you know, worry about the website. Um, I think it's great. Mm, it's a great option. That's a good yeah. tip. Um, so yeah, publishing my book, um, you know, putting my meditations in Insight Timer, none of those sorts of things are going to make me a millionaire and that's not my intention anyway. It's not about money for me. I'm not driven by that, but it's all little things that people are asking for. So I do meditations and people really want that. So, and they're always like, oh, Michelle, have you got any recommendations or any, you know, good meditations? And I'm like, well, I'm sending a lot of other people's meditations and I'm thinking really I should be doing my own. So I've started recording. Sometimes when I do a guided meditation, I record and then I'll ask the person's permission for me to be able to use that for someone else. And they're like, sure. So I'm uh, going to be doing more of that in 2021 as well. And like we spoke about before, um, the friend referral, so an incentive. And I was actually just thinking about this this morning about, you know, you get $10 off your next reading or, you know, whatever the case may be, I'll figure that out. But some sort of incentive, because I do get a lot of referrals and that's a main part of my business. I end up a lot of the time working for an entire family, reading for an entire family, mother, daughter, you know, husbands, brothers, all of that sort of stuff. So there is a lot of referral, but I don't give any reward for that or any incentive because I just find that people refer me anyway. So I don't feel like I need to, but, you know, maybe it's nice to reward, but people well yeah if you Mm. notice somebody's giving you 10 referrals Mm. i don't think that it hurts for you to give them a free reading or like a gift bag Mm. you know like some kind of like i know we've talked about that before you know like some kind of beautiful branded journal that's Mm. got like the light worker with your brand on it Mm. you know like there's just small things like that you don't need to give them a financial discount Mm. necessarily um you don't want to get stuck in that either yeah but i think that you know, it's important to acknowledge that um, people don't have to refer yes. refer you. And when they do, and they then, you know, are responsible for, you know, maybe the next hundred clients, you never know, right? Because they tell 10, mm. they tell 10, they tell 10, boom, your whole business is set for an entire year based on one referral. Mm. <laughs> like it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know during um, those slow periods too, that you can sort of pop things like that up. And I have certainly found over the Christmas break, I had found certainly that I put up things about, you know, I just did a few Canva creations that I've just been sort of recycling and just putting them up, you know, instead of having to put other content up because it has been different. There hasn't been the same sort of things going on, obviously, because people are on holidays and stuff like that. So I've just been sort of putting up a lot of these Canva things where it's like, I'm open over Christmas. These are my hours, you know, you can book in, da, da, da. And pretty much every time I've put one of those up, I've had, you know, three or four bookings come in after that. So I've been doing that sort of in Instagram and Facebook and just alternating. And we've been doing what's working really well. And I, I don't know what to do with this, but the three, when I do the group readings, the joint live readings, and 
they're just amazing. Like on my own, when I do it on spiritual events directory and then I cross post to my page, I've been getting over the Christmas break, I've been getting over a hundred people watching and that's been the most for a while. Like it's, it has been a bit lower than that 70, you know, is average for me. So it was well over a hundred when I went on um, most recently. And this is just because I guess everyone's on holidays and, and things like that. But that was like, wow. Okay. So the numbers are back up there. And then when I did the group uh, joint live, we had about 45, 46 or something watching. And that's only on my page. I'm not doing it through spiritual events. It's just my page, which has, you know, 1200, 1300 followers. So I thought that was quite interesting. And I'm just kind of sort of look at that, what we can do with that, because people love it. They love these joint efforts, you know, with three people sort of all reading, drawing cards, you know, the energy is really good. And all that sort of stuff. So that might be interesting to look at in 2021. I want to do that sort of on a regular basis so that potentially there's people on, you know, most nights of the week, you know, doing this. So that's something else that I'm sort of looking to incorporate because I've been really popular. <laughs> that's a really good idea. I think uh, leveraging with partners, actually, that's something that I forgot to um, mention that, you know, when you're doing your mid-year review, write down people that you can partner with that can support you and that you can support them. Mm. Uh, I believe there's enough to go around and it's like, you know, if I give Michelle a shout out, like I gave her a shout out yesterday when I recorded a, an episode um, for one of my podcasts, you know, maybe she'll give me a shout out as well for something. Mm. And, you know, it kind of always works like that. And I think that, you know, when we make a list of potential allies or partners, that what we do is we actually allow ourselves to be able to leverage off of their communities as well. Yeah. So one thing, Michelle, for you to think about, if you're not already doing this, I'm sorry, I have not watched one of your videos with the groups. So you, I might, you know, some, I might be saying something you're already doing, but you want to think about a call to action to those, for those people. So whether or not they, um, you know, sign up for a newsletter for a chance to read, like to get a free reading from you or whether or not, you know, they, um, you know, you direct them to a competition page or, you know, you give them a special promo code just for tuning in. It's just people on that one call when they use the promo code, you know, I saw you live, they get $10 off their first reading or something like that. When you've got a captive audience, uh, I just think that you want to think about how can you leverage off of their attention once you've got their attention. Mm -hmm. So just maybe think about stuff like that as well, mm -hmm. uh, redirecting them to where you can get them on a mailing list or, you know, contact them so that you can let them know when you've got these cool offers or when you get your Reiki masters together, or when you've got that one extra spot in your mentorship, you know, when we have people's attention, it's very hard sometimes to get their attention again. So that's why we want to be taking advantage of that. The other thing too, is I noticed on your Instagram, when you say things like open over Christmas, which is brilliant, you do direct people to Facebook. So I would recommend that I haven't looked, I don't know, you might already do this, but that the link in your bio the link is directing bio is people. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So just say link in bio instead. Okay. Instagram. Yep. That'll just be, because I think people, if they, it will be harder for them to recall where to find you on Facebook. If, mm. they, if you just go link in bio, then it's so easy for them. Okay. Um, yeah. And for people who uh, listener at home and maybe even you, Michelle, in the future, like if you get your website going or if you get set up on Kajabi, I don't know if you can build a post page, but basically there's a, a website called Linktree and you do have to spend money on it. I don't use it because I have my own website. So I made my whole like 
I made a whole blog page with all my essential links. It's called the essential raw raw. You can go to my bio um, on Instagram and see it. But let's say Michelle, you had five different calls to action, like five different places you wanted to send people because of all the cool things you do. Linktree is actually where you can send people to one place and you can have links to all those different areas. So That's if handy. they just click on the link in bio, you could you would have find me on Facebook, sign up for my mentorship, you know, join the course level one, join the Reiki Masters level one or whatever. It's all kind of in one place. Yeah. So I just thought that if you hadn't thought about Linktree before, you do have to pay for it. Um, I don't use it, as I said, but a lot of tons of people do use it. Would you have a website though? You build your own. Different to Kajabi or the same? Yeah, it's different to Kajabi. I don't know if on Kajabi you can build a post page. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, okay. If you think about it this way, it's like a blog page with all the links to all the different places you want to send people. Okay. So I made my own because I have my own website. Um, you, as you have your own website, you might be able to just make your own as well. Just check out my, my page. I'll put a link to it in the show notes directly, actually. Yep. So you can see what I've done. So if you want to save some money, that's a really easy way of doing it. But if, for people who don't have a you know website or anything like that, Linktree is just kind of an easy fix for that concept. Yeah. Okay. Good tip. Well, that was, that was it for me. I think is just uh, getting that, you know, stuff ticking along in the background so that, you know, the income's coming in, but it's not so much about me in 2021, just relying on readings and healings, if you know what I mean. So getting more into the um, passive income, that sort of thing. So smart. Yeah. That is my intention. So we're getting into party element, Lauren. Yeah. So tools to improve your life and the party elements brought to you by my business raw raw consulting and the task reduction system so if you are a service-based business owner ready to reduce your tasks by half without playing catch up on the weekend the task reduction system is your answer so this is for you if you're doing everything in your business but your business is not advancing or you're working far too much and you feel overextended no time for yourself if you're struggling with anxiety and guilt and if you're confused about how to prioritize and where you should be spending your time And if you are nodding your head in agreement with all the things that Michelle is saying, which is she's not going to be working harder, she's going to be working smarter, the task reduction system can help you do that. So there's a link to that directly in the show notes. You can always send me a DM over on Facebook or Instagram if you want to know more about how it can work for you. And um, yeah, you get access to it for an entire year. So basically, once you learn the process, it will change your whole life. But if you forget it or you want to you know, review it again, you can just go back and use it for an entire year. So basically the tools to improve your life for this week is essentially to get a notebook and do your mid-year review. (laughs) End of story. I know that's full stop. That's it. Um, I also love how Michelle is really clear on what she wants to plan and bring about for the next six months and also the next year. And I think it's really important to be intentional about that. And I've done the same thing. So I also think that choosing a focus word, kind of like an anchor point for you to come back to, can really help you and keep you motivated as well. And I guess for the inspiration, I'd really like you to think about creating some time to just think. I know that Michelle said she's got a weekend coming up where she's just taking some time out. I'll be really interested when she comes back on the show to uh, to let us know about what she learned or what revelations 
you know, she had during that time where she, or she just slept the whole space. time and uh, <laughs> she just slept. Didn't do a hell yeah, of a well, lot. That's possible. Got too. massages that's every day. Possible. Yeah. Go for it. Do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, that's basically the inspiration. I just, you know, like our po point of power is right now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Do you have anything that you wanted to add? Yeah, I do. And one of them is that Michelle, our price of light worker on Facebook, because I actually didn't mention my business at the top of the show. So <laughs> yeah, normally, okay. normally we uh, mention our businesses right. and we did sort of allude to it, but uh, Michelle, our price of light worker on Facebook and uh, the link is in the bio on Instagram as well. So yes, mentorship, Reiki teaching, all those sorts of wonderful things, uh, a bit more of the expos and we will be doing some retreats and those sorts of things in 2021 as well. So We'll talk about that during the year. But yeah, I guess my inspiration is, Lauren, based on what happened to you when I being made redundant the same day, March 30, 2020, never forget that day. I feel like I want to say to inspire people is that if you have that pull and it's a little bit like The Alchemist, Laura mentioned The Alchemist before. In The Alchemist, he talks a lot about, you know, going through on his journey, looking for the treasure and you know, kind of at one point having that crossroads moment where he meets this wonderful lady and it's like, what do I do from this point, you know? And I feel like we all kind of get to that. We get into our comfort zone and it's like, yeah, I can see myself being here and being really comfortable and not having to worry about anything. And, you know, the, the treasure, you know, it's always going to kind of be there. But he realizes that the push towards, you know, continuing that journey will start to fade and start to fade until, you know, you just kind of forget, you know, what it was in the first place. And I think Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic sort of touches on that with the ideas, you know, when the ideas, the inspiration drops in, if you don't do anything with it, it just jumps onto someone else. And then they do this amazing thing. And you're like, why the hell didn't I do that? So I feel like what I want to say to people, and my word is inspiration for 2021. I feel like I want to say to people, you know, to be inspired, like if you've got that push or pull in a particular direction, to really listen to that because Lauren and I both had that. We both had that feeling, even though we loved our jobs and, and, you know, had a great time. And obviously that's how we met. So it was meant to be, but we did feel the push and pull and we just didn't necessarily have the courage, I guess, for lack of a better word to take the lead, Yeah, to take the lead. Courage, you know? It doesn't sure. make us any less courageous because, you know, it's, it's hard. It's like a big thing. But we had to be pushed. Both of us had to be pushed. And it's a bit more unpleasant, I think. It would have been nicer to, you know, transition on our own, but we just didn't do that. So that was our journey. So I yeah. feel like in 2021 and moving forward for people to really think about that push and pull, you know, what are you being pushed and pulled towards? And, you know, what was it that you wanted to do when you're a kid? And what are your natural talents? And, you know, if it's art, often people say to me, yeah, you know, I love drawing. Like I was really good at it, but I just don't do it. Or I love playing guitar and I just don't do it. You know, all of those things start to do them because that's where the inspiration comes from. It's when you create that space, you know, like in yoga, running, all of those opportunities, it's different for everyone, but all of those things where you create the space and that allows the inspiration to drop in. We have to give ourselves the time to do that. That's why I think we have seasons like Christmas, Easter, when people traditionally take a bit of time off, the kids are off school because it gives you the space to create, you know, you go camping, you know, there's nothing else, there's no distractions and then the inspiration drops in. So I feel like the um, message for me that I want to leave the listener at home with is just to create the space, create the space to inspire yourself and to use that to inspire other people as well. Cause I believe that's what we're on earth to do. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that everything that you said is bang on. And, you know, it also comes back to like your why, you know, like you said, you mm. feel inspired to serve and that's going to help motivate you to persevere and to, you know, continue to, to do the work yeah. and for me too. And so, yeah, I love that. And, um, yeah. And, you know, Michelle and I would love to hear from you, you know, like what are your takeaways from this? Do you create an opportunity to, um, you know, to carve out bits of time to listen to your inner guidance, you mm. know, send us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook and let us know about your journey because we'd love to hear, you know, what kind of information you got when you were quiet mm. and um, it will come. Mm. It is there. Mm. Mm. That's great. Really, really good. Yeah. So do we want well, to get into the next episode, what we're talking about? Yeah, we can, but I'll just end with uh, yeah. a quote from uh, my girl, Oprah. <laughs> so it's basically, she says, don't worry about being successful, but work towards being significant and the success will naturally follow. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, I love that. And, um, you know, it comes back to what Michelle was saying and it comes back to you just kind of remembering your why and not being so hard on yourself. That's the other thing too. Like mm. we're all learning, we're all figuring it all out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. That's really powerful. Next week, Lauren, we're going to be talking about elements. I've written elements, but uh, I know you are saying elementals, but I've been sort of saying elements because it's the um, earth, wind, fire, water that we're talking about. So yeah. we also sometimes refer to when we're doing uh, space and circle, this is a bit more spiritual, but we do the um, directions as well, north, south, east and west, and we do the um, yeah. elements as well. But we're talking about the elements of business, and this is quite an interesting topic, and this kind of comes from a, a book that you're reading as well. So, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I'm really excited for that episode. Yeah. So it's going to be good. And I think one of the things to remember is that, you know, we do need to have a balance of all the elements and yeah, we're going to be talking about the importance of that in the next show and mm. things that you can do to, um, to have that balance mm. of all the elements. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that has cool. been the business in the front. Party in the back podcast if you loved what you heard today and i'm sure you did because we're very inspirational there was a lot of meat a lot of uh, stuff you could grab onto us so and we like to spread the word so if you loved what you heard tell all your friends tell all your mates yeah. you know this is a great podcast uh the name you know may may be a little confusing for some people they may not know entirely what we're we're doing here um but we do try to balance it out with the business you know the the harder stuff the media stuff and and then with a bit of inspiration, a bit of a pick-me-up as well. So definitely tell everyone. And if you weren't so much into what we're putting down, you weren't really picking up what we're putting down, Lauren, yeah. what do you want them to do? But you're like Michelle, you just have to sit and listen to the end of the yeah. episode. Or I have to finish it. i got to finish it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess my recommendation would be, why not try another episode and see how that one works for you? <laughs> because they're all very different. Yeah. And, uh, but if you're not into the woo-woo and you're not into taking control of your life and the driving seat of your life, whatever I'm trying to say, mm -hmm. this might not be for you and that's all right. Just keep it to yourself. Good work. I love that. Thanks, Lauren. Great episode. Thanks, girl. Great one. <laughs>